You're now listening to the Deep Edge Podcast with your host, technology expert, Ray Moda, giving you the rundown on telecom, cloud, and all things business and tech. This is the Deep Edge Podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello. This is Ray Moda, and welcome to this edition of the Deep Edge Podcast. I'm actually very excited today because joining us today from Juniper is Rami Rahim, who's the CEO. Rami, thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you, Ray. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I'm actually honored to have you here because, you know, one of the things I've known you for so many years and you have a knack, which I think is hard to do, is to take the most complex things and be able to simplify. So it's, uh, it's great to have you in this podcast. I appreciate it. Coming from you, that's definitely a compliment. Oh, thanks. Now, now you've been busy. You've been very busy. And, and maybe we'll get started with, uh, you know, the state of Juniper business, right? You've, you've kind of doubled down. You've made a lot of investments that we've seen across the board. Why this aggressive strategy with this acquisition uh, over the last few years? Yeah, right. You know, every tech company needs to transform. And we have been on our own transformation journey at Juniper. I mean, in some sense, you can even call it a reinvention. And the elements of that transformation journey have been around setting a clear vision and a strategy around this thing we call experience first networking, which I'm sure we're going to touch on more in the rest of the podcast. You know, we've diversified our customer base. We really transformed our go to market organization. We've doubled down on execution. For example, we've rolled out company-wide objectives and key results that align with our strategy. We're investing for success, and success for us is sustainable, long-term growth. And those investments have been both organic and inorganic, and we're seeing great momentum from those investments. Um, You know, uh, right now, we believe that the right thing for Juniper to do is to essentially fuel that momentum that we're seeing. And as you mentioned, we have been more acquisitive than typical over the last couple of years, but it's all been around advancing our execution and experience-first networking. So we did that with MIST systems. We then followed it up with 128 technology for SD-WAN, all around the AI-driven enterprise. We uh, acquired Abstra, which is a really innovative intent-based solution for the cloud-ready data center. We acquired NetRounds, which is really around uh, assurance in the automated WANs solutions that we're offering our customers. And I'm very confident that these investments are going to pay off in terms of real long-term sustainable growth for this company. Yeah, no, that's great because we we track different uh, areas of uh, Juniper and we notice we keep track of these momentum charts. I mm-hmm. keep tracking and Juniper from a routing point of view and service provider point of view has is, is, is been trending up over the last few quarters. So congrats on that. Now, now you talked about uh, experience, right? We've we've heard experience before and we've heard it in a lot of other industries, right? Uh, experience, experience matters. But what does it really mean to a networking company like yourselves and why should your customers care or matter? You know, the past couple of decades in networking have been mostly around scale and throughput and performance, you know, and all of the networking gear that we and our peers have built. And, you know, for sure, this is important. It has been absolutely critical to scaling the internet, the global network to what it is today, and it will remain important. But quite frankly, we believe now that performance, scale, power efficiency have all become table stakes in our industry. And experience is that next battleground. So we are all about positioning ourselves to leverage 
um, this new trend that's happening in the industry towards experience first with the best possible solutions. And when we talk about experience, we mean something very specific at Juniper, really two dimensions to experience. The first is in radically simplifying the experience for the network operator who's, who's in the trenches running the network day to day. And we do this by focusing on what we call, you know, technical terms, day zero, day one, day two. It's about designing, configuring, visualizing, optimizing, and updating networks autonomously. But then second, it's about creating a really superior end user experience for those that are using the network for whatever purpose. And these days it's practically anything and everything, right? Learning, doing life saving research, business, e-commerce, everything is happening over uh, that network. And you know we're looking to achieve real outcomes. This is not just a marketing pitch or some sort of a tagline experience first results in actual business outcomes for our customers. And specifically what that means is fastest deployment, fewest trouble tickets that are experienced in the network by our customers, and fastest time to resolution. And we are delivering some amazing outcomes right now as a result of this strategy for our customers across each of the segments, Ray. Yeah, no, that's great because you've done a good job of breaking it up. And, you know, when I talk to a lot of the board level group, you know, one of the things that they always say from a priority point of view is that customer acquisition cost is expensive, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. And they they need to figure out uh, after they acquire the customers, how do we maintain that customer? How do we increase the lifetime value of it? And if they're having bad experiences, you stated, guess what? They're going to go somewhere else. So it impacts their, their even the service providers' customers as well. For sure. Yeah. Now, one of the things I mentioned earlier is from a momentum chart, you know, that you're trending in the right direction with um, with the routing areas. But we're seeing strength with Juniper across multiple segments. What's driving this and, and to what extent do you think experience first networking plays a role in this? Well, you're absolutely right. We're seeing uh, this experience first networking play out across all of our segments. So it's so it's it's contributing to our all up business results to a very large extent. And if you look at just Q1, the last quarter that we closed, our service provider business or revenue was up 17% year over year. Cloud provider orders were up nearly 30% year over year. Um, in the uh, enterprise orders were up over 20% year over year. So we're in many ways firing on all cylinders. But as much uh, momentum as we're seeing, I, I still honestly believe that we are scratch, still scratching the surface. There are still customers out there that remain skeptical about the promise of automation. They've heard the pitch before, but they're quite frankly, you know, somewhat skeptical. And, and you know, I've gone and talked to many customers where I've talked about the, the, the promise and the power of AI, artificial intelligence networking, for example. And there are still customers that roll their eyes because they've heard too many people promise too much about the power of AI and haven't actually delivered. But I have to say that today, of all the elements of my job as CEO, convincing customers of the value of AI and automation is the most fun part of my job Uh, because finally I think customers are starting to recognize that there is a there there and they're seeing actual results. You know, we're moving from talking into deployment into actually delivering and seeing results. 
Yeah, no, I think automation, it's, it's something that uh, I think it just helps simplify it. And if it's done correctly uh, in a lot of areas, especially when you could do it cross-domain as opposed to just silos of automation, you could see it impacts the bottom line for a lot of these service providers. Absolutely right, Ray. And, and like I said, more and more of our customers across all segments are starting to you know, believe it because there are more and more examples of real deployments, real outcomes, real business results. Um, and you know, uh, those examples typically result in more people wanting to try out the technologies to actually take a bet on new solutions, new vendors, and we're certainly um, working very closely with our customers across all segments to do just that. No, that's great there. Now, I want to go deeper into experience, but and you let me know if I have this right. I mean, I always say to people that when I talk about a certain areas, let's say security, for instance, right? I always say security is as strong as your weakest link in order for it to work. But would would I would that be a, a fair comparison if I compare that to experience with to say all you have to think about all the moving parts associated with the network, right, and the user and how it connects to the cloud uh, to be able to be able to measure proper experience. How does Juniper address and how you position to to do that and add value to your customers with that? Uh, I do think you're thinking about it the right way. I, I think in order to get experience right, you have to think about the entire end to end path all the way from client to cloud, because ultimately it's the client that's accessing the applications, the workloads, and those are sitting in some cloud, either a public cloud or a private cloud. So it is in fact that client to cloud path from wireless, wired, WAN, uh, that will either make or break the experience to the end user. So, you know, why is Juniper unique in thinking about this? I think it really comes down to architecture uh, architecture in our client-to-cloud solution, architecture in our data center solution with AppStra, for example. And that architectural approach that we are leveraging is enabling us to acquire a volume and a type of data from the network that's down to individual clients and applications and sessions that is enabling us to optimize that end-to-end path for experience better than anybody else in the industry. Um, and you know, add to that the fact that when it comes to AI, we've now been learning from this data for years and years, at least five years, and we are essentially becoming better, more able to resolve issues proactively without human involvement with each and every new device that's connected to these global deployments. Um, you know, right now that that solution that we're offering from client to, from client to cloud and inside of the data center, based on this really innovative technology, the data that we're acquiring, the AI that we're applying um, is uh, resulting in the best possible experience for that customer. And, you know, the last thing I'll say here, because since you touched on the topic of security, you really have to think about security proactively as an embedded element of the solution that you're offering to the customer. It cannot be an afterthought. It's too important for it to be an afterthought. And that is, in fact, the approach that we're using right now at Juniper to uh, see the momentum in our security business that we have been seeing over the last you know, uh, a couple of years, because it is an embedded so, uh, component of every experience for a solution that we're offering our customers. 
Yeah, no, this is uh, excellent. Thanks for validating the point. Now, uh, on top of the financials, which we talked earlier about, what has been the customer feedback? Do they get it? Uh, I mean, do you feel that they're starting to rearrange the strategies and focus on experiences of priority for customer retention and priorities for their business? It's been exceptional, right? I, I spend a lot of time talking to customers, as you would imagine. Uh, as I mentioned right now, uh, that is the most fun part of my job, competing and winning uh, new customers. And this is true across all customer segments. And, you know, as I, as I mentioned, an observation here, this industry has been talking about the value of the network um, and in particular automation for years, but, but it's all been talk. And there's been sort of a lot of skepticism uh, around how much automation can actually help. But I believe in some ways the pandemic that we've been facing for the last year and a half has accelerated the need and compelled customers to look at deploying the kinds of automation solutions that we are now developing and introducing into the market. And I also believe that there have been these past fears that has resulted in skepticism. For example, customers were very wary of solutions that locked them into a particular architecture, right? Where if they bought an automation solution from one vendor, it would not work with the underlay, uh, the hardware, the network operating system from another vendor. And now there are, in fact, modern automation solutions that are truly open, you know, like Abstra, that will work equally well on Juniper, on Cisco, and, and Arista technology. And, and that has alleviated much of the concerns, the skepticism, the hesitancy of our, of our customers and embracing these experience first solutions that we're introducing into the market. Yeah, no, that's excellent. I, I mean, it's good to always hear from a customer point of view. Now, one of the things, you know, I cover the service provider space and also the enterprise, but more from a managed service uh, point of view with with some of the feedback from some of the service providers that, you know, you you're view it as a, as a strategic partner, which is good, right? But you're also selling across these other areas, cloud providers, uh, enterprise markets getting very aggressive. What kind of feedback uh, are you able to get or insight to share with our audience on this? Yeah, you know, Ray, Juniper is unique when it comes to the balance of our business across customer segments. We really have a, a healthy balance of business that's, that's highly diversified. So just look, for example, in Q1 that we just closed, uh, our SP business was around 40% of total, enterprise was around 35% give or take, and cloud provider was around 25% give or take. So you know each one represents a meaningful percentage of total revenue, and we learn from each and every one of our customer segments. I mean, take, for example, cloud provider, they are simultaneously customers and competitors, and you're always having to be on your toes to demonstrate to them that you can offer them technology that's better than what they can develop themselves. And if you manage to do that and win their business, then chances are you're really equipped to be able to satisfy your SP and your enterprise customers. Um, since you mentioned you know, SPs and enterprise, it is true that service providers today see their biggest growth opportunity in enterprise services, you know, whether it be private 5G, business services, managed security, SD-WAN, you name it. And so to be able to help a service provider address that market, you have to really understand and have the experience in the enterprise in the end user market. And that's exactly 
what we have been developing, building in our AI-driven enterprise solution. So all of a sudden, our relationship with service providers has moved beyond just offering them the infrastructure that they rely on you know, to carry their traffic and their core, their edge and their metro networks into a much broader solution where service provider, it has become a channel for us into the enterprise. And just to give you a quick data point, you know, last year, our service provider as a channel business grew 20% year over year in terms of orders, which is you know, well ahead of how fast the total market is growing. So we're taking share in the space. Yeah, that's excellent. That's a nice large number now. You've been passionate through through some of the discussion, but I always like to ask this to CEOs, you know, what excites you most when you look about 2021 uh, in Juniper? Well, I'm a CEO, but Ray, you also know me. I'm a technologist yeah, as well. Yeah, that's so, true. <laughs> what I, as, as much as I wear the CEO badge and I do all the CEO things, I will always remain a technologist that is deeply passionate about the products, the solutions that we're building for our customers. So to me, the most exciting thing will continue to be about the mission behind the products that we build. You know, it's encapsulated in our mission statement, power connections and empower change. And that means it's about solving meaningful problems for our customers that make a difference in this world. And if anything, over the last year, you know, like I said, a huge spotlight was put on our industry that has been a reminder of just how important what we do is in so many in so many ways the pandemic has accelerated the need and the willingness to finally embrace the network innovations that we've been talking about for so many years um you know and these are the innovations around experience first networking around simplifying the experience for the network operator around transforming the experience for the network user um so you know i do think as an industry we're moving from talking to doing by necessity, and that's just great for innovation, and that's just super fun for a technologist like me. Yeah, no, this is this is excellent because I, you can feel the excitement, which I which I love because I think there needs to be a balance, right? Where you're just not falling in love with the technology, you're able to map the technologies to some economic benefits, and I think that's where your executive hat comes in. Maybe uh, Rami, we'll close with. I, I always tell people when I used to be a CTO, so why, why should I care and why now? So, so why Juniper and, and why now? Well, we're seeing great momentum across all aspects of our business, as we just discussed. Our true north has never been more relevant. Our industry and our business is changing and we are executing on the right side of change in our industry. Our strategy and our focus areas have never been clearer. It's really all about uh, delivering a superior operator and end user experience. We've invested for success, both organically and inorganically. We've acquired companies that have accelerated our execution in those areas of focus for us. We've diversified our, uh, um, our business and, it, and that has paid off for us, especially in a dynamic and uncertain environment as the, you know, such as that we've been facing over the last year or so. Our product portfolio has never been stronger, but you know, maybe most importantly, Ray, it's our team, the Junivator team around the world that I am just so proud of, that has demonstrated like incredible resilience in the face of uncertainty. So I've really never felt so humbled and honored to work 
with the team that I get to work with each and every day uh, at Juniper. No, that's a good way to close. Well, Rami, I really appreciate you joining the podcast, and I hope you can join again. Thank you so much, Ray. Really enjoyed it, and I'd love to join again. With Rami, this is Ray Moda. Thanks for joining this podcast. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Deep Edge Podcast. Make sure to follow Ray Moda on Twitter and LinkedIn at rmoda. If you enjoyed the podcast, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. Want even more? Head over to acgcc.com to access exclusive bonus content. Till next time.